hello is yet another time that we are live and uh, we've come to hear stories good stories that uh, inspire or educate and uh, i believe this one is going to be a great day here as we have one great guest with us and i will not waste one more minute because i know he has so much to cover in this episode i'm going to invite to the show brendan from master talk <laughs> hi brendan how are you very good anthony how are you my friend yeah i'm fine welcome to the show it's great to be here thanks for having me yes and it's an honor to have you here so what, what's my why are you, why is master talk what is master talk where are you from <laughs> yeah actually i'm born and raised in montreal in canada anthony and mm -hmm. master talk is a youtube channel i started a few years ago to help the world master the art of communication and public speaking and it's also a coaching business for ambitious entrepreneurs and executives who want to be world-class communicators oh beautiful master talk effective communication is what we are going to cover today so where are you basically from because you're born in canada but you're not from canada are you yeah, so I'm born and raised in Canada, but my parents are from Sri Lanka, so they immigrated to Canada in the early 90s, and I was born a few years later. Oh, so that makes you a Canadian. Okay, okay, I understand, but your parents are from uh, Sri Lanka. That's a great country. I love Sri Lanka. Of course, great people. Uh-huh. Um, now, tell us, how was it growing up, if we may start from there? Yeah, of course. You know, growing up in Montreal is great. That's why I never left the city. But there's definitely a lot of challenges, Anthony, especially with communication. So for those who don't know, in, in Montreal, where I'm from, you need to know how to speak French. So French is a required language. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know the language. So mm -hmm. my parents sent me to French school so I could learn it. So of course, I'm grateful now, Anthony. I know how to speak three languages, English, French, and Tamil now. But I struggled my whole life in French because I was presenting a language I didn't know. So that was most of my childhood where I struggled a lot with communication, but it was a great childhood, lots of great people and, and wonderful parents. Mm. I didn't know that, that uh, you have to speak French when you're in Montreal. It's interesting. Uh, I mean, I have not been there and uh, those people who are listening maybe not have been there. So how is it to learn the three languages? Because most of most of the people listening could be only uh, basic English. I mean, they are native English speakers, or maybe they speak another language, but just one language. How is it to learn three languages? Very, very difficult. So for me, I'm not really good at languages. The only reason I know three languages, Anthony, is really by accident. And I'll mm -hmm. tell you why. English, it's because I, I grew up with that language. When I was two years old, I went to a daycare. That's how I learned English. I only went to English education, probably in college. But before that, it was really French. Second language, the only way I learned French was really because I studied in French my whole life from the ages of five to 16. That's how I learned French. It's because every day was French, every class, every subject. And my third language was this Tamil. The reason I learned that language, I didn't go to school for Tamil. Most of what I learned in Tamil was mostly through movies, documentaries, songs and the reason is super simple my my mom's mother tongue is tamil and she's not very good at the other languages so it was important for me to master tamil i'm not a super amazing i can't i can't read or write in tamil but i can speak in it so i could talk to my mom oh okay that's cool so how is the weather in, there in montreal right now 
a lot better. Obviously, the seasons are changing. That's why you see the little tissue here. But but the the summers <laughs> the summers are great. Yeah. Super super awesome. You know, in Montreal, we we uh we tend to appreciate the summers more because you don't have a lot. It's mostly cold here in Montreal. Okay. Yeah, I could observe that is uh, you're you're having a struggle with <laughs> with with a with with an infection or something like that. But we keep going. Now, there's something I like about that. Anyway, I don't know who the, the watch the the person watching or the person listening. I, I didn't know that before we got started. But I like the fact that you didn't cancel this show and you're still there. You're moving on. I mean, and I've seen this from some of my greatest. Uh, uh, mentors those people who are there they keep going despite the cold despite uh some uh having visited the dentist <laughs> <laughs> you, you know at the end of the day anthony the, the show must go on and i yeah. think and it's not so bad it's just running nose but i think the key is is that when it comes to communication there's always going to be hard moments in our life okay harder much mm -hmm. harder than uh, being a little cold right sometimes mm -hmm. you might have to present and you find out the day before that you only get five minutes when you prepared for a 30 minute presentation. There's mm. always situations where life gets tough. And a lot of people, you know, they, they crumble under the pressure. Whereas I've always believed that the people who rise to the top are willing to tackle any challenge head on. Mm. And that's a good example that you've given right there. So, uh, tell us what is the biggest challenge for someone who is, uh, I mean, who is starting because when we are talking about communication i'm going to touch something uh, that i am have a passionate about and and you just mentioned right there uh, being a public speaker what's the biggest challenge of being a public speaker in relation to communication yeah absolutely anthony the biggest challenge in my opinion a lot of people think it's fear but it's not fear and i'll tell you why mm -hmm. because fear exists within all of us including me Imagine if Elon Musk called me and he said, hey, Brandon, I need you to coach me. I would probably be scared. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, I have to coach this guy? How am I supposed to do that? So there's always levels in which we are fearful. Mm -hmm. But the biggest challenge is motivation. How do we get the motivation to share our ideas? Okay. And, and if we're not motivated, we don't push through the fear. Like, think about me. I started my coaching business. And YouTube channel when I was 22, Anthony. How old are you? Now? I, I'm 26 now. Okay. But most of my clients are CEOs of companies during their 40s or 50s. Why did I think I could coach them? Uh -huh. Was I scared? Absolutely. But I had a stronger motivation. And the motivation was I started making YouTube videos for mm -hmm. the 15 year old girl who couldn't afford me. Mm -hmm. What about that person who can't afford a coach? I needed to do something. So how we get the motivation is by asking ourselves the simple question. How would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator? Mm -hmm. Start thinking about that question. Start dreaming about your communication skills so you can actually master your communication. Mm. And how, how do you become now, the title that we've put there is effective communication. How do you become an effective communicator? We may go right into it now. now. Yeah, absolutely, Anthony. Here, here's the way I think about it. At the end of the day, communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time. One of those balls is eye contact. One of those balls is smiling. One of those balls, balls is vocal projection. And another one is storytelling. And the list goes on. Mm -hmm. But if you try and juggle all 18 balls at the same time, 
all of them will fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. Not the right way of doing it. So instead, what you want to do is you want to master one ball at a time. Mm-hmm. So someone who is an effective communicator is someone who is able to juggle all 18. So that means you start with the first one, which in my opinion is the random word exercise, which is simply this. Pick a random word like phone, like screen, like eye contact, like wall, and create presentations out of thin air. Right. So if you do this, it's super hard at the beginning. But as you do it, you get a lot better. And then when you get better at that, you go to the next challenge, the next challenge, and then your communication skills start to multiply. So that's what being an effective communicator means for me. Mm. Okay, so you learn one skill at a time, and then at some point, you'll be able to juggle all the 18 or 17 or 20 balls together. You got it. Yeah, that's interesting. So you've been coaching great people, and... uh, uh, what's the process of coaching? I mean, we talk about coaching, coaching. What's the process of coaching? <laughs> so, so the process is very simple. Momentum. If I were to summarize coaching in one word, it's momentum. How do we get momentum for people so that they believe that they can be exceptional communicators? So everyone has their own opinion of what that is. So for me, it's a bit different. For me, it's what is the easiest win that I could get for a client to convince them that they can be exceptional communicators. Mm -hmm. So for me, that starts with the random word exercise. So anyone could do the random word exercise on their own. And I encourage people to do that. Do that with your friends, with your family. But another big piece of coaching is accountability. So Mm -hmm. I force my clients to do that exercise a hundred times, minimum. Right? So that way it pushes them. And if they don't do it a hundred times, I'm the one hitting them on the head until they do. And then when they do it, they realize that the hundredth time is way better than the first time. Mm-hmm. And they go, wow, I'm a lot better at this. And then I just ask them a simple question, Anthony. What else is possible for your communication skills? Mm-hmm. What else is possible? They go, oh, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could speak on a stage. Maybe I could do... And that's when we build the momentum. So that's what coaching is. It's about accountability to a higher standard and pushing the momentum for the client so that they get that higher standard a lot faster. Mm. Okay. Ah, thank you for that answer. And at this point, I want to thank each and every person who's joined us now, who's watching, and also those who get to watch after we are through with the, uh, I, with this uh, episode. Uh, Samuel Morage, thank you for tuning in. And every other person that is tuned in may, that I may not be seeing a comment, a like, or a, a share, we thank you for being with us here. And uh, if you have a question, you can always ask as we proceed with the uh, Brandon, and um, yeah, we, we keep going to talk about effective communication. And I want to ask this. Now, you mentioned uh, so many aspects of uh, a communicator. You talk about the voice, you talk about eye contact or uh, expressions. Uh, I mean, what, in your opinion, could we say is the most important of the, all, the, all the aspects of effective communication? I would say the most important by far, Anthony, is consistent practice. Let me give you an example. So it's, Let's not, say a we, matter, it's not a matter of the my my eye contact or my voice or my, it's, it's practice, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is. Because it, okay. you asked for the most important one. So okay. I'd say to all of them, it's the consistent practice. And I'll explain why. Mm-hmm. Let's say we take the random word exercise. It's super simple to do. You take phone, pancake, and then you give a presentation mm-hmm. for 60 seconds. But here's the problem, Anthony. 
most people who are listening to this won't do it. Mm -hmm. They'll write it down on their phone. They'll say, wow, that's a cool exercise. And they won't do it. Except for 1% of the people listening. One mm -hmm. Let's say there are 100 people listening to this. One person has booked in their calendar 15 minutes tomorrow and every day to do the random word exercise every day. Mm -hmm. But what happens is as you do it, you'll figure everything else out. You'll figure out how to do eye contact. You'll figure out the expression. You'll figure out how to smile because you just get better and better and better at it. But the problem is consistency. The reason why most of us are great communicators is we don't practice it on a consistent basis. That's why we're not good at it. And think about it. If you did the random word exercise five times a day for a year, which only takes five minutes, by the way, you'll have done the exercise 1,800 times. It's just most people aren't willing to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I want to ask this. Uh, in your trainings that you've been training uh, people, have you... Uh, how what's what's the ratio because i know that in the previous two years uh, most of the people have been doing online uh, communication or uh, online uh, interaction or business uh, do you also have a physical i mean have you also been doing physical training and going to institutions or organizations and training people or it's only been online I have I have some in person, like I'm doing one on Friday with the company, mm -hmm. but I would say 95% of my work these days is virtual. Mm -hmm. The only reason I'm doing the one in person is because it's my friend, he's the CEO of the company, and he's in my city, so I don't have to travel. Mm -hmm. So it's easy. But I'd say for most of the time, it's virtual, and it allows me to work with an international client base that way. Mm -hmm. So and also it's it's good for this client as well because most of communication today is virtual. Even if we're going back to in person, we're Zoom is always going to be a fact. Before it used to be a nice to have before the mm -hmm. pandemic. Mm -hmm. Okay, Zoom exists, but let's meet up in person. But now it's becoming a must to have because now employers are demanding, employees are demanding to stay at home. Mm -hmm. So the so the dynamic is shifting quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And another question that is coming towards you is, um, whom do you think should be an effective communicator? I mean, what, what's, what, what, what's the, the criteria of being an effective communicator? Right, so there's two parts there, the who and the, and the how. Mm -hmm. So the who is simple. Any, everyone should be effective communicators. Mm -hmm. There's only a difference between who should invest in a coach and who should watch free videos, but everyone should master communication. I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Because communication is so much more than a presentation at work, Anthony. Mm -hmm. It's so much more than being interviewed on a podcast. It's every interaction you'll have for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. It's the way that you order ice cream for your kids. Okay. It's the way that you order food at a restaurant. It's the way that you talk to strangers when you travel. You ask them for directions. It's the way that you go on dates. It's the way that you spend time with your family. It's every interaction. Mm -hmm. that you have with your life. So once you realize that communication is about leading a fulfilling life, not just about making more money, that's when you take it more seriously. That's mm -hmm. why the question, how would your life change if you became an exceptional communicator is such an important question because mm -hmm. it really helps you think about, oh, wait a second. I really want to be a better communicator. I need to work on this skill because it's important for my life, mm -hmm. not just my work. So now in terms of the criteria, the criteria is super simple. 
the criteria is what is your output? So let's take the random word exercise. People who are effective communicators have done that exercise a hundred times. Mm-hmm. I've done it 3000 times. Just so you have my number. Yeah. I'm not telling people to do it 3000 times, but if you do it a hundred times, 200 times, my God, you'll be so much better than everyone else. And you do these exercises on top of each other. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so do you s- suggest that when you say everyone, so you suggest that uh, also high housewives should aim at being uh, effective communicators and should they get a coach for that or any other person, no matter whether you are looking at the corporate uh, ladder or you are looking at living a day-to-day lifestyle, do you need a coach? So let, let me let me draw two pairs because I always like to give the honest answer. I think the housewife should definitely work on her communication skill mm-hmm. because the way that she talks to her children is important. I'll give you an example. If you're always yelling at your kids all the time, that's the way that they're going to treat other people. Mm. Right? So it's important for the household. But now the second question you asked me is a bit different. Should you invest in a coach? Okay, that depends. That depends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's different levels, right? I, I like to recommend Toastmasters to everybody because Toastmasters is a nonprofit organization yeah. where you can practice weekly. There's chapters around the world. And it's very cheap. Like anyone can afford that. It's like a hundred to 150 bucks a year and obviously the currencies might be different but you get it maybe 100 euros 150 canadian whatever it's less than 200 Mm -hmm. so it's it's very accessible in -hmm. terms of somebody like me somebody like me is only worth investing in if your time is more valuable than your money i'll give Mm -hmm. you an example Mm -hmm. let's say you're an executive at a company anthony you're a manager at amazon you're making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year investing a few thousand dollars in a speech coach makes perfect sense because if you get your next promotion and somebody's preparing the interview for you Mm -hmm. you'll make an extra fifteen thousand dollars a year so for the rest of your life so that makes a lot of sense so what's what's Mm -hmm. the punch everyone should master communication but a small percentage of that group should invest in a coach like me Mm. Thank you. I appreciate that. So whoever is listening there should know that it's important to be an effective communicator. And uh, no matter what your profession is, you should aim at improving. Now, be a person who uh, looks at uh, life on a progressive way, always trying and finding ways to improve yourself in every aspect of your life. And one of the main areas that you should focus on is on being a communi- uh, an effective communicator. Now, at this point, I want to mention this. Suppose now you've become an effective communicator and uh, you have a business that you want to grow. And one of our guests ha- asked this question, which I'm going to forward. What is uh, the best way of growing a virtual audience? That's, fr- that's coming from Joshua. Great question, Joshua. So it's super simple. How do you grow an audience? Don't mm-hmm. focus on followers, focus on conversations. You want me to tell you the secret, Anthony, about how I got a thousand subscribers on my YouTube channel in only 60 days? I'll tell you the secret. The how? secret is I DM'd 2,000 people oh. individually. Mm-hmm. Individually. Hey, Anthony, could you please subscribe to my YouTube channel? Could you please give me your thoughts? I'd love to hear from you. Hey, could you please do this? Could you please? I spent hours every day sending DM after DM after DM, one person at a time, voice messages, video messages, and I built my community 
one person at a time. Because mm. at the end of the day, if you're building something really meaningful for people, Anthony, like what, what I hope that I am, mm. right? Because my idea came from a need. I graduated from university and I didn't have time to coach the students anymore, but they all wanted my help. So I had mm -hmm. to make videos. So there was a community who already wanted my content, 50 to 100 people. But when I started asking them a question, how do I make this better? How do I make this better? They started sharing my content with other people. 100 turned into 1,000 and you know what the story is today. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is if you want to grow a virtual audience, you need to forget about the word virtual and you need to think about the word in person. How do you build the real life conversations with people who watch your stuff? And how do you take the word very seriously so you create something that they love enough that they want to share it with everyone else? Hmm. I'm glad for that. And thank you for that. I have a YouTube uh, channel that uh, stuck for years at 300. And then something happened that I grew from uh, 300 to 900. I, I didn't physically, I didn't uh, um, proactively grow it to 900. And then it stuck at 900 and it's been there for about two years now. Now I'm taking homework from Brendan that um, let me give myself a target before my birthday, which is in two months time, I'm going to make it a thousand. Now comes the question. So you've given me how I'm going to grow my YouTube in the hundred that is missing to make a thousand. But looking at your YouTube, YouTube channel, you have 25 Almost, yeah, 24.5 thousand uh, uh, subscribers. How do you get to that? Yeah, so, you know, it always goes back to the idea, Anthony. You got to remember on YouTube, life is a competition. Okay. okay when, when, when people are watching your stuff, they could be watching something else. Like, I'll give an example. Somebody like Mr. Beast on YouTube is the other side of what we're doing. He's spending a million dollars on each video. One video, he'll spend up to a million dollars. Is that crazy? That's what we're competing against. So if there's a 15-year-old who's watching on YouTube and she has the choice between one video or Mr. Beast video, a lot of them are choosing Mr. Beast. That's why Mr. Beast has, what, 50 million, 90 million subscribers, something crazy like that. So you need to realize that whenever you're posting content on YouTube, you're competing against other people. So why do so many people watch my content? Because I believe that I have the best content in the world for communication and public speaking specifically in that niche. So if, if you want to learn how to cook, you won't watch me. If you want to learn how to jump up and down do jumping jacks, you won't watch me. But if you want to learn how to be an exceptional communicator, I really believe that I have the best channel in the world. right? And, and it's true based on the numbers that we've seen. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? It means that you need to carve out a unique advantage and you need to be willing to compare yourself to other YouTubers. So let's say we take your podcast as an example. Who are you competing against? You're competing against guys like Lewis House, Lex Friedman, Joe Rogan, who have millions of dollars of production. All of their podcasts are in person. So you want to watch that in, on YouTube. That's Those are the people who are winning. So mm -hmm. we need to do what they're doing if we want to win. Mm, and we're going to keep learning. And uh, this is to anybody who's out there. If you want to learn how to be an effective communicator, on, and not only that, someone who is going to uh, grow your online presence uh, following the lessons that you can get from Brendan, who's grown his YouTube channel from zero to 25,000 subscribers 
and is still growing, now this is the right person to follow. Follow Brandon in all ways. And uh, how can they follow you if uh, they have to follow you? <laughs> so they don't have to follow me but oh. if they would like if they would like to follow me absolutely anthony well first of all thanks so much for having me. this is great so two ways first one is they go to master talk in one word on youtube mm -hmm. and they'll have access to hundreds of free videos on how to communicate and yeah. for those of you who want to watch me in person in a zoom call i mean online you can register for one of our free trainings you just need to go to rockstarcommunicator.com and you'll be able to register for one of those sessions and join me on a Zoom call and get some coaching from me for free. Oh, that's wonderful. So to everyone who's listening there, the website is www.lockstarcommunicator.com and you'll get to uh, participate in a webinar. You register, you reserve your seat for a webinar that, uh, it's not a webinar, you say it's not a webinar. It's a live interactive Zoom call. So webinar are usually not interactive. It's usually some person speaking, you're just listening. Yeah. Minds are more interactive. So there's people on the Zoom, I'm calling their name. It's a lot more uh, energetic. Oh, beautiful. So if you are listening there, if you're get, going to uh, listen after we are through with this uh, podcast, please follow up with uh, Brendan and uh, become an effective communicator because you need to be. Whatever it is that you do in life, you need to be an effective communicator. So rush to www.lockstarcommunicator.com and reserve your seat for the next webinar. And at this point, we are coming to the end of the episode. But before we end it, I always ask uh, my guests to leave us with a few words that we will always remember. And this is your opportunity. Of course, Anthony. Thank you mm -hmm. so much. So here's my closing thoughts. How would your life change if you became an exceptional communicator? Mm -hmm. I mentioned that question so many times, Anthony, yet people sidestep the question. They don't think about it. They say, huh, that's a nice question. Be the person who is different. Spend 10 to 15 minutes after this interview and really think about that question. How would my life change? If I was an exceptional communicator, what would be different? How would my relationship with my family improve? And when we realize that every moment of our life is communication and we dream about a world in which we're better, that's when we start to practice the random word exercise. That's the point where we start to get better at it. Mm, beautiful. What would your life be if you became a good communicator? Ah. That's wonderful. And that's a question that you should ask yourself, those who are listening or those who are watching and uh, do something about it. Now, let me ask you, have you uh, any course? Have you written any books or things like that? Yeah, so I have a course, but people can find out about that once they, they attend the free training. In terms mm -hmm. of the books, uh, no, I won't be writing a book for a while. Probably in five to ten years, I'll probably write my book. Yeah, you you never can tell. I wasn't going to write a book myself. <laughs> it, it just came like from a question that you're being asked now. We need a book from you sooner. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Yeah. So, uh, if a book is not in the near future, what what's in the in the near future? What are your plans for the near future? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the dream, Anthony. You know, for me, the next Elon Musk is a seven-year-old girl who can't afford me. That's basically the mission. 
-hmm. So I need to keep scaling the YouTube channel, my social media, so that she can still learn from me, even if she never meets me. That's mm -hmm. really my priority in life. When Elon Musk was 15 years old, nobody cared about Elon Musk. Yeah. Nobody spent any time helping him with this communication. And I want to be the first person that does. So that's the mission. Scale the YouTube channel, scale the coaching business, and really scale the impact of what I'm doing so we can get to more people. Mm, okay. So for those who are listening, again, go attend a free seminar. Go sign up for uh, coaching, uh, individual coaching, group coaching, or get the course that uh, Brandon offers and benefit and become an effective communicator. So that's about it for today. And I really thank you, Brandon, for taking your time. I also thank all the viewers who have been with us here and those who get to listen even after we are through with this episode. Remember to share it. Remember to go to uh, Brandon's YouTube and uh, Master Talk. That's, the, that's Brandon's YouTube. And maybe he's not running after uh, subscribers but get to learn get to be uh, an effective communicator from what you're going to watch from those videos that's about it bye for now i'm your host anthony morore together with brandon from master talk and we are saying bye